Alright, what's going on? Good people back again with another review. This time NXT TakeOver War Games. Um, which, as NXT often does, definitely did not disappoint Casey. Um, I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I think Casey definitely enjoyed it. Uh, tonight on, on tonight's review, of course, just Casey and I, um, we're going to talk about the show. Hopefully we'll get some other guys on for maybe, uh, a little bit after, after everything dies down a little bit, you know, Adam's out of town, Justin was watching the game, um, so maybe they'll be able to come on and talk a little bit later, but I, I mean, overall, Casey, I, th I thought this was a pretty good show, um, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, just because, you know, NXT never, takeovers never seem to disappoint. I don't feel like, I feel, I feel like, uh, takeovers are always pretty good. So, I mean, what were you, any overall thoughts you had before we, uh, jump into the review, of course? Uh, I, I mean, I was, I was snapping you and texting you the entire show. So I, I think you could, you could pick up that uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I will say that I thought that the one match that I thought was going to be great was the weak point of the match. But even the weak point of the match was a five-star match to me. Like, I, I thought this show top to bottom was awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, I, I don't think NXT ever ceases to amaze me, I guess. Because, like, I mean, like, I can't speak for the weekly show. You know, I can't speak for week to week. But when the takeovers come and the way they build them up and the video packages, even if you haven't been watching the weekly show, it still helps. You know, it's still like you know what's going on even when you didn't know what was going on before the show even started. Um, I I don't know if I've ooh and odd in a show in forever as many times as I ooh and odd tonight. <laughs> like, like there were well, so many good moments and and to add to you know because i i have been trying to kind of tune into the weekly show as much as i can but with everything like throughout the week it's it's so hard to watch everything even when you're not watching everything it's still hard to watch everything uh but like the video packages helped a lot because for example in the main or in the uh in the North American Championship match, I knew about Leon Ruff. I knew about the feud between Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano. But without that video package, the ghost face coming out, I would have been confused as all get out. Like, I was, I would have been like, what? Huh? Why? But they gave the video package. And because, okay, now I get it. I, I understand. I understand. Um, and then you yeah, had the surprise at the end, but yeah, they're good at kind of, you know, keeping you in, you know, up to date with what's going on, which not all promotions, not even all, you know, shows in WWE are good at that. Yeah, I think so too, you know, and, and I think for the most part, and I wish they were video packages for literally every match. NXT did it more so tonight, but even on the main roster, cause like, we talked about it before. There's times where we're like, I have no idea what's about to come at me uh, in some of these matches on the main roster. I don't know why they're happening, and I don't know why I should care. And I think the video packages give you something to care about, even if you haven't watched 
NXT in weeks, you still feel like, hmm, okay, let, let's see what this, let, let's really see what this is about because I'm interested, you know, I like with Leon Ruff, for example, and I know we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit, but with Leon Ruff, I don't know Leon Ruff at all. Um, but it made me feel like I, I was, I sent a text in the chat. I was like, this makes me really feel like I want to cheer for the underdog. And I haven't felt like that in forever, right? I haven't felt like, man, like, I want the underdog to win. I really do want the underdog to win. And, like, I mean, they, they did that story so well, you know, with, with, with his old under, you know, his whole underdog type feel. Like, I think the video package really made me feel like, okay, now I'm, now I'm interested. Because I know what's going on with Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. But I don't. But I didn't truly understand what was going on with Leon Ruff uh, and how he fit into it because I hadn't, you know, I saw that he won the title, but I didn't know him. I didn't know why he, had, what happened. I didn't know there was a wheel. I didn't know any of that stuff, you know. So it was kind of, it was cool to see that. I felt like it was cool to like revisit that. I think the video package really, really can can help with the build. Um, and I'm glad they did them for all. I mean, I it can seem redundant, I guess, to do video packages for everything, but I think they're needed a lot of times because there's a lot of people tuning in that have no idea what's going on and have no reason to care. And that's kind of, you know, there was some, some things in this uh, tonight that I felt like at first I didn't have a reason to care, but then as the show went along or a- after the video package, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I definitely want to see what, what's going to go down. Uh, but nonetheless, um, real quick uh, before we jump too far into the review, uh, of course, you can always, if you're watching on Facebook, go to YouTube and give us a like or subscribe or whatever. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you know, vice versa. Uh, and if you want to listen to us, oh. Spotify, Anchor, etc., etc. Um, but what were you saying? I was just going to say, uh, cheap plug since it's going to be my birthday in two minutes. If anyone wants to go to prowrestlingtees.com slash CROMALLY and buy you a CROMALLY shirt, help me out here. Because, uh, you know, the struggle is real even on your birthday. The struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there you go, you know. Uh, go get I mean, to be fair, DJ hasn't even bought one. So it's like, you know, not that I'm, you know, keeping track of people that I know that haven't bought my shirt. He's keeping I'm just track. Saying. He's definitely keeping track. One day I'm just going to pop up on here with a shirt on. He's going to be like, what? He's going to be like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you want to listen to us, you can on various different platforms. Google us. You can find us wherever you may want to find us. We are, as I like to say, Google. But nonetheless, um, let's hop into this show. Let's hop into this review. First match we had was the uh, women's um, War Games match, which was cool. I, 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 was, I wasn't surprised. That this, am I missing something? Was there a pre-show? No, uh, this, this, no. I was just reacting to to this match because it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Um, the women's war games match to start the show, which I was not surprised that that's how they started the show because I, I feel like with the war games, especially if you're gonna have two matches, it's almost like hell in a cell in a way. You kind of have to get you know start off really hot, cool us down a little bit, the best you can, of course, with NXT. Uh, and then, you know, get, you know, spike back up again, I feel like. And I, and, and I think this was a good way to do it. Um, I mean, 
I didn't think anybody looked bad in this match. I think I, that's the one thing I like about War Games is I think it gives everybody a chance to shine, you know, and and I think that's so, with the way it's it's booked because you got one team with the advantage, you got the other team kind of trying to fight off the advantage. Um, you know, you got two two members of the team starting off the match, so they kind of become the Iron Men of you know of the match, and and that's always kind of cool. You kind of get some feuds reinvigorated. Uh, it was cool to hear commentary talk about how uh, Dakota Kai attacked Tegan Knox last year and like bring that back up, and that's why Dakota Kai is the way yeah. she is now. That was cool. And even with Raquel Gonzalez, of course, she ended up getting the the fall to to win it. But like them talking about her growth, like I haven't seen a lot of Raquel Gonzalez, but I like her from what I've seen. And it's like for them to continue to tell me, hey, you know, she's progressed. Hey, she's gotten better. It's something I think sometimes is missing because uh, you know they were ta- they were kind of talking about how she was like the bodyguard and kind of the heavy uh, with Dakota Kai, but how she also can be more than that. And seeing her face off with Rhea Ripley, that also was one of those that we've seen a couple of times. But that's one of those things that really, I think, adds to her stock. You know, as she continues to, to grow as a character in NXT, I think that really grows her, you know, continues to grow her stock. I like her a lot. Um, I think she's really good. Uh, I'm interested to see what exactly they're going to do with her. You know, of course, they're, they're trying to, they're, keeping her behind Dakota Kai, but at the same time, she has her own little stuff that she does too, which I like. Um, but yeah, this match was, was, was ridiculous. Uh, I love how every time somebody came out, it was like they came out and spun the weapon wheel and got a weapon and got in the ring. That was cool. Um, Shotzi's uh, crazy craziness. Like Shotzi, uh, not Shotzi, but um, I mean, she was crazy in this match, but more so Io Shirai with the trash can wow. stuff. Like, <laughs> like her like i was like she put the trash can over her head and jumped i was like what just happened <laughs> like it was crazy like yeah i, I, I mean uh io shirai was really good in, in this i mean i think everybody like i said before everybody was good in this um i mean that there was craziness going on with raquel gonzalez dropping uh was it shirai through the ladder if I'm not mistaken, to to win the match, that's who it was, right? Uh, yeah, no, they just killed Io Shirai. Just in, they just, just in general, she died. I'm convinced she is dead. There's no way you walk away from what she did. It's just, it's not possible. <laughs> so yeah, like that. I mean, that was good. You know, I, I think I think she did a good job. Um. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think anybody had a terrible time in this match. Like, I think it really, like, Tony Storm well, was good with her little, okay, terrible time is in, like, nobody looks bad. I was, I was going to say. Because <laughs> it was pretty rough uh, of a match for, for the people involved, I would say. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean. I it, mean, have you ever been stomped on inside of a trash can and then got stuck in that trash can? That sounds like a terrible time. Nope, yeah, that does sound definitely sounds like a terrible time. But uh, Team Candice did end up winning the match, which I'm not. I wasn't really surprised about, but I mean, I mean, this was good. I feel like this one could could have really went either way, just because you know, I mean, the, all all that it's an extremely talented cast in this match. I felt like, but definitely good. I I, I enjoyed it. 
Um, what were your thoughts on the uh, women's war games match to start the show? Was it a good way to start the show? I, 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 you know, I wasn't sure if it was going to be a good way to start off the show, but it turned out to be a fantastic way to start off the show. Um, like you said, nobody looked weak in this match. Nobody looked bad in this match. I like that Raquel Gonzalez got the pin to win the match because, you know, like you said, they always, you know, refer to her as the bodyguard, the heavy, the, you know, the muscle kind of gave her a little, you know, it to give her the pin kind of, you know, puts the spotlight a little bit more on her as a star. Uh, not so much as, I mean, obviously she's still going to be the bodyguard, but it kind of gives her that little spotlight. Um, I I can't say enough about Io Shirai tonight because like, Bruh, the things that she did in this match, like, and this, like, I, I really want to get somebody on the show that's like a, a, a vet, you know, like of like many, many years because, like, in pro wrestling, you learn how to protect yourself from with a lot of things, like with bumps, with you know, uh, chair shots, things like that. You you learn how to protect yourself. How do you protect yourself when you put a trash can over your head and you jump off of it? How? There's, how do you, also, how do you protect yourself when somebody, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. How is she not dead? I don't understand. How is she not, her face not broken in like seven pieces? I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, she, she was fantastic. There wasn't anybody in this match that I don't think, you know, that I thought had a bad match. I think everyone had their spots. Everyone had their little, you know, mini feuds and things like that. You know, Um, I I thought it was an excellent match to start off the show. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think it definitely got the crowd going, got the crowd hot. (laughs) I felt like. Uh, so, I mean, that, that was definitely good. Um, moving into, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Um, I, I, I like this match too. I didn't get to watch as much of this match. I was kind of in the middle of trying to eat and trying to, <laughs> like, like I'm trying to watch it, but at the, like, usually what I would do is I would take my phone with me and, and I would just watch everything as I'm preparing stuff, but my phone was dead because my phone won't charge. Bro, but anyway, um, cause everything broken, bro, everything. But uh, but from what I did watch, I thought it was good. Like I love the physicality of it. Um, and of course, it makes sense with these two and how they wrestle in their styles. Um, I mean, I definitely think think this is a this is a good match to kind of put over uh Timothy Thatcher. No, he didn't win, but at the same time, like for guys who don't know who Timothy Thatcher is, but know who Tommaso Ciampa is. And know that Champ has been NXT champion, and know that he has success in Ring of Honor, you know, and stuff like that. And know he he's had success in the tag division. I think it it helps build. Even though Thatcher didn't win, it's still man. He he really stuck in there with, with Timothy. I mean, he really stuck in there with Tommaso Ciampa. You know, that's pretty pretty doggone cool. I mean, he stuck in there with Timothy Thatcher too. You know, Timothy Thatcher stuck in there with Timothy Thatcher. I tell you, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, 
that was what was you know what was cool though like i and i love the little i don't know if this was meant to be but you know the blood on the ear at the end and all that like it kind of just showed the physical wounds of a match of this caliber which was nice um i mean i, I from what i saw of course like i said i didn't see all of it this match was longer than i expected to uh but i mean i, I thought it was good it, it was it was it was a very good physical match it was one of those matches i guess where it was almost like a cooldown match. Not to say it was slow or like bad. It was just like it gave you a chance to kind of relax with all the hard hitting and stuff like that. Like you still were probably going ooh ah, but at the same time, like it wasn't like Io Shirai put a trash can over her head and jumped off of the cage uh, ooh and ah. So, but <laughs> nonetheless, Casey, thoughts on the uh, Tommaso Ciampa Timothy Thatcher match? Uh, again, another match I was really looking forward to that definitely delivered. Um, but this is, this is one of those matches that I almost, I want to, I want there to be a crowd just to see how they react, like a live big crowd to see how they react. Um, and I, I also want to like go through social media and see how, you know, the, we we always call it the average fan or you know the the mainstream fan kind of their reception to this match because it it was more you know technical it was more scientific it was more yeah it had the hard hitting but it you know these guys are really good at technical wrestling especially Timothy Thatcher uh you know his his catchphrase is thatch is thatch can uh the kind of playoff of catch as catch can and a lot of we, we've talked about this many times on the podcast because uh, I love you know technical wrestling I love guys like Zack Sabre Jr. I love guys like uh, Gresham I you know I love Thatcher um, but a lot of like the mainstream fans who have been kind of uh, uh are so accustomed to the, the the high spots and the suicide dives and the, you know, big moves. I still feel like they get bored. You know, you, you still, if you go to live shows, you still hear the, you know, rest hold chants and things like that. And it's, it's not, it's not necessarily always rest holds. It, you know, it, if you, if they're done right, they're, they're meant to be there for, you know, the psychology of the match, the storytelling of the match. Um, and, and I, I want fans to get back to, you know, really appreciating that. Um, it's going to take a while and it, it takes the right people to kind of condition fans back to that. But I, that's why I, I always want to, you know, see their, their thoughts on matches like this. Um, and it, it wasn't as technical and scientific and all that as these two could have put on, like they could have put on a full on technical clinic and half of the fans that watch w main roster WWE would be like, this is boring. This is where's the suicide dives. Uh, but they, they didn't do that. So, you know, you kind of got the middle middle ground there. Um, but again, back to kind of the main, subject i i i love this match i I thought it was great it kept the storyline going it didn't finish their feud i don't think 
it kind of left it as, you know, you, you could tell at the end, you know, with them sitting on the apron, you know, Timothy Thatcher isn't done with Tommaso Ciampa. Um, even though he won, you know, even though Tommaso won, this isn't over, I feel like. So I'm definitely excited for that. All right. And uh, into the strap match, which was Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Um, I feel like maybe besides what? A cage match, possibly. Out of all the stipulation matches, a strap match makes like the most sense. Like we talk about, we, we talk about in wrestling how like matches don't make sense, and like if you think about it too much, it doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of matches that just are like don't make sense because they're too extra, or like just don't make sense. And the strap match is like perfect though, right? Because the whole premise is so you can't get away from the person you've been running from for so long. And obviously cage matches do the same thing, right? But of course you got the top of the cage that you can, you can leave out of if you want to. With a strap match, you don't have that luxury. Uh, so that, like, I always love strap matches and I like strap matches, but at the same time, we don't get enough of them, which is a blessing and a curse, you know? Uh, it's a blessing because like they're not overdone. You don't feel like everyone you see is the same. You don't feel like, oh man, it's another strap match. When a strap match happens, you're like, oh cool, okay, a strap match, I, I'm down. You know, whereas like with certain matches, like you're like, no DQ again. You know, like it's like, it, it's it's that way. But this was the perfect feud for a no strap match because of course Cameron Grimes has been running from Dexter Loomis for so long. Dexter Loomis, like I said before, is the most creepy individual I've ever seen in my life. Didn't didn't think the man could get any, any more creepy. But he has. Um, <laughs> but I love the way they use the strap in this match. You know, with, with even with Cameron Grimes, like Cameron Grimes' whole thing was like, I you know, even from the very beginning, you know, you got to use my strap. I really don't know what was the point of using his strap because it never really helped him. In, in Like it wasn't like, like one side was uh, like had like, some sort of sharp edges on it so he could use it in some way or so like there was nothing like that made his strap any more special but at the same time like it was still interesting it was funny uh, a little funny way to, to to start the match um but uh i loved how cameron grimes used, used the strap in, in certain ways like when he like like that little spot where he threw him over the barricade or i don't know if it's the barricade anymore but the guardrail barricade thing and then <laughs> loomis like creeps back up uh and, and then Cameron Grimes's face was hilarious um and then even with uh Loomis using the strap to kind of tie uh Cameron Grimes's feet up you know and kind of tie him up and get him in you know where he wanted him to trip him up on the on the ropes and stuff like that some of the little things that that happen in strap matches I always think are cool in different ways they they, they try to use the strap um like even the little that little tie up spot they did on you know with the corner where Dexter Loomis went around uh the post and kind of tied him up that way I thought that was cool um the finish with Dexter Loomis you know using the strap to his advantage to tie him up into the little straight jacket I don't know what they call it but um I still call it the straight jacket uh, submission um I thought that was good too I mean for me I I I, I thought this was good this was one of one of my like match of the night type candidates for me. I, I really enjoyed this one. I don't know if this was the one that you felt like was a dud 
uh, or not <laughs> because I had a feeling you did. But uh, <laughs> but for me, like I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was funny when it needed to be funny, and it was like you know serious when it needed to be serious at the same time. Uh, I mean, I, I liked it. I not that I thought it was a dud. I just thought that this was the like if you're like you know numbering the the matches like one to five i would have put that this is five not that it was bad just i thought out of the matches this one was the weakest of five incredibly non-weak matches uh just personally uh, I mean, I love I love this feud still. I love Dexter Loomis. I love Cameron Grimes. I just I, I don't know. Um, I, I do like that it was a strap match. I think I'm not a huge fan of strap matches, uh, especially depending on how they do them. Because there's a, there's a couple different co- types of strap matches that certain promotions do. Like in WWE, will do certain ones. Um, this was just basically, you know, to keep camera grabs from running away, which made sense. Uh, but what I do like about strap matches is, and, and it fits in, you know, war games because war games is kind of that old school, uh, type match and strap matches are kind of an old school type match. You think of strap matches when you think of the territory days, when you think of, you know, you know, uh, 80s and like early night, you know, early 90s, um, and even back farther. Like you think of matches like strap matches. Um, so it, again, not that it was a bad match. I just, to me, if I was grading, you know, one to five, you know, one being match of the night, five being still a really good match on a solid card, I would just personally put this at, at five. Um, but th- that's, I think that's where you kind of get into the, when you have a stacked, you know, stacked card, there's always going to be that one match has to be the worst match on the show. Even when there's no bad matches on the show, like it's just how it is. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, moving into the, uh, North American title match, Leon Ruff, the champion coming in, Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. Damian Priest is, a big man. Um, like, that man is so, like, lanky. Like, he's so freaking tall. Like, he's like a dang old slinky. The man is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> like some of the things, like, when he, try, when he like, gets in the ring, um, like, not Baron Corbin-esque, but, like, he'll get in the ring to do, like, a move, and you're like, this man is too long for that. Chill out. Like, this man, like, he just, like, sometimes his body is too long for the things that he tries to do, and it's hilarious. Um, but, like I said, the way that they built this up with Leon Ruff, um, I thought was cool. And like, it really had you like, okay, Leon Ruff, let's go. Like, like, like Leon Ruff's going to pull this out. Like he's going, he's going to steal this thing. Like, like he's going to, he's going to somehow come out here and win this match. Like, like I was, I was really feeling that way. Like I was like, okay, okay, Leon. Okay, let's go. You know, I, I, I was really, uh, really getting behind Leon in this match. Um, but, uh, I, you know, in the video package, it definitely helped for me. I, and I felt like it really told that story very well. Um, and like you said, it was interesting because we saw moments of this. We talked about this in the preview. We saw moments of this 
where like Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano were so focused on each other. Even like even Damian Priest was like, just stay out of the way to Leon Ruff. Like just stay out of the way. Uh, and then one time he said that, and, and Leon Ruff like slapped him, and he raises edged him through the freaking uh, plexiglass barricade thing. Like that was that that was cool. Um, but then it was kind of cool, like because Priest is technically a face that he showed remorse a little bit. I thought that was cool. That was a little added thing that they didn't really have to do, but it was, you know, it's kind of interesting to see. Because, um, I mean, they are kind of in a different weight class, I guess. You know, Damian Priest is huge, and Leon Ruff is like the skinniest dude you'll ever see in your life. The man is so tiny. Uh, but, I mean, I, I liked it. Le- the stuff that Leon Ruff does in the ring is ridiculous. Like, the little thing he does when he bounces off the ropes, when he puts his, like, head through the middle the top in the middle bro i can't even explain it it's pretty like i can't explain it that's how ridiculous it looks like i'm like how the heck does he do that um and then the well, like what when he did it and johnny gargano super kicked him that was amazing <laughs> i was like oh <laughs> like like that was one of those moments where i was like oh really well like like it, it got me like i was like okay um, but yeah, like I found myself cheering for Leon Ruff in this match. Like he was doing things I like I hadn't seen in the ring, like maybe ever. Uh, but like that were that was also unique to him, you know, things that like maybe only he could do, like which was cool. Uh, you know, it reminds me kind of a little bit of Ricochet. Of course, Ricochet's bigger, but it reminds me a little bit of Ricochet. Like Ricochet does things that like, you're like, how the heck do you do that? <laughs> like, like, uh, or like even like on a different scale, Keith Lee, where you're like, what? How in the world, like, can we see a replay of that? There's no way he just did that. Like, like it was like that. Like, there were things that he did in this match that were that were amazing. Um, I like the little spot. Oh, oh go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of Keith Lee, his 24 documentary came out. That's really good. I watched it right after the pay-per-view. I was going to watch so. it, and I was like, let me add this to my list because I have to watch it. Um, Yeah, I got I got to watch that. I still got to watch the Paul Bearer one, of course, too. Um, but man, like I, I like the, I really like the spot where Damian Priest was tied up in the ropes. It felt like it almost felt like this was going to be almost like the finish of the match. Um, the way that they set it up, you know, it felt like he was going to be tied up in the ropes and then, uh, Johnny Gargano was going to make Leon Ruff tap, but it was cool. Like Damian Priest was trying to, you know, push the rope into Leon Ruff. That was cool. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought that was good. I mean, this match was, was really good. Like, like this is a really good match. Uh, for for a guy who like I had no idea who he was coming in and like no reason to cheer for him coming in, I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with him after after this, but I'm sold. Um, I hope they take I hope they do something with the cruiserweight title with him or maybe, maybe something like that. Um, because I mean, not to say that he's not a North American type champion type guy, but he's just he's just small. Like like he, I think he would fit in more with some of those other guys. Like it would, it, you know, it would be cool to see some of the things he could do with some of those other guys that are closer to his size. I mean, I, I know the kind of yin and the yang type of a match with the strength and the speed uh, can be good, but at the same time, like it, it, it kind of blurs that line of believability sometimes when they're too small, just especially Leo, Leo Ruff, that, uh, Leo, Leon Ruff. Uh, <laughs> like I, I get him and Leon, <laughs> Leo Rush. Confused. Their names are so freaking similar. What the heck? Why would they do that? <laughs> but um, this match was good. Uh, Johnny ended up winning with so much interference. Like as soon as like 
as soon as he got all of that interference and, and like they just kept coming and kept coming and then the guy came in with the pipe, I was like, there's no way Johnny doesn't win this match. Because there's no way you would do all of that and not win this match. There is absolutely zero way that's going to happen. But I, I, I thought it was good, though. It was definitely good. At one point, I thought Johnny was uh, Jesse Goddard's because he couldn't get out of the um, couldn't get out of the crucifix. But you know, uh, but definitely, definitely, definitely a, a good match. I mean, I mean, I think this could go, you know, match another contender too. But uh, Casey, uh, thoughts on the North American title match? Johnny Gargano is your three-time North American champion, though. First of all, I, I'm just I I need to understand when Johnny and and, and Adam Cole are ever ever gonna make it to the main roster. I'm just I'm just saying, like, bruh, literally everyone has been to the main roster and back, and Johnny's just chilling there, like it's cool. I just I just hang out here. It's fine, I guess. Um, but this is a this is a really good match. Uh, you know this the, the the selling in this match was fantastic. You know f- from the big moves down to the small little details. Um, with uh, with Damian Priest, you know, caught up in the ropes. Uh, him, I I loved when he. Uh, did the you know crucifix power bombed uh, Leon Ruff not Leo Rush through the uh, the barricade kind of thing, um, and it it made sense like it, it wasn't just something to do just because oh it looks cool it made sense to the storyline because he's trying to you know keep him out of it so what better way than to try to you know take him out and then he realizes oh oh crap what did i do like i uh, i'm sorry and he even was, he looked remorseful he you know he literally um, said so i I'm like sorry. that he um, literally said i'm sorry yeah 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 like he he literally said i'm sorry uh so i thought that was good um you know uh damien priest took out all of the jabas Every single one, all of the Ghostface Jabba's just almost all at once. Uh, this man died. Like, okay, I've seen the Undertaker do this, and I like, but this man jumped over the top rope, cleared it by like a foot. By the way, I was like, how, bruh. I know guys half his size that can't do that. And this man just poop. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for the dudes that he landed on. Cause like that had to suck. Um, but I, I liked it. And then, you know, initially I was upset with the finish, but I, I do like how they did it. You know, Johnny is the, that heel that, you know, He's going to find a way to win, whether it's cheating, you know, or not. And this win still keeps Leon Rush, Leon Ruff. Okay, listen, they know Leo Rush. I like, he was literally signed <laughs> to the company. Why would you keep, why? 
They changed anyway. everybody else's name. But the name that makes sense to change because it's too similar to another one. Nope. <laughs> Bruh. Anyway. So it it keeps Leon Ruff looking, you know, relatively strong. Like it doesn't bury him. Um but you know, and and it gives Johnny the win and it you know keeps that heel heat on Johnny because it turns out that uh Austin Theory helped him. So it worked. I like it. Leo Rush, Leon Ruff. Why? Why wouldn't you? Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> let's move into the uh, main event, which was also awesome. Um, I, <laughs> I love just the way Pat McAfee carries himself as a character. Like, he's cowardly, but at the same time, like, you know he can go. And, like, that's the crazy part about it. Like... I love how every time one of the team, one of the members from Pat McAfee's team was going to come out of the cage, he was like, I got this. And they're like, no, no, you stay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I thought that was funny too. Uh, I I definitely thought that was hilarious. One of the parts, because I'm not going to remember all the spots that happened in this match because it was craziness, but. One, it was cool that Pat McAfee, every time he came out, he pulled out a table uh, <laughs> with, with another member's name on it in the Undisputed logo, which was funny. Um, I was like, this man going to be winded before he even get in the ring after lifting all of these tables. Goodness. Like, <laughs> like that's some heavy lifting after a while. Um, but I love the commentary team did the perfect job. The camera work was exceptional during this moment. And the commentary team was silent as they should have been, because they were like, where's Pat McAfee? Where's Pat McAfee? And this was when they started, they all started brawling, but you were like, you would really like, where's Pat McAfee? Like, the, the camera work was perfect. Like, you didn't know where he was. I didn't even think to think on top of the cage, and that should have been probably the first place I thought of. But, like, I didn't even think to think of that. And then they pan up, and he's on top of the cage about to do his little swan con on. I'm like, What? Like, it it really got me. Like, I was, like, not expecting it, and the camera work was exceptional to show me, like, like it's it's like we talk about, like, false finishes during tag matches. Like, don't show me he's coming in. Like, just let me be surprised by it. Same thing with this. Like, we knew Pat was missing, but at the same time, there were a lot of us that were probably like, where'd he go? Did he, they, I mean, he can't get out the ring technically, but he could have been in the other ring. We didn't know. Like, like he could have been just laying down in the corner somewhere. And he was on top of the cage, which was cool. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, I mean, him going for the Panama Sunshine, like, I, I like him and Adam Cole going back and forth. They're, like, perfect for some reason against each other. They just have, like, the, the, the perfect little, little you know, little, little chemistry to, to, together, I feel like. They, they do a good job. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean – I can't even talk about all the things that happened in this match because it was ridiculous. Pete Dunne is a heel. I'm glad that he's a heel again because I liked. I mean, I liked him as a face, but like he's just he's a prick. He's a prick hole. Like let him be a heel. Like like he needs to be a heel. He's more perfect as a heel. Joint manipulation is the most realistic thing I've ever seen. The most realistic fake thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, like this man really like he breaking fingers out here, like and it, it's perfect. Like like every time, like oh no, not the fingers, no, not the fingers, no. Every time, 
every single time he gets me every time um so 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 that was cool uh kyle o'reilly can still go into a submission out of literally anything um like i'm probably in a submission currently uh you know i, I mean i like i feel like i gotta be because this man can put you in a submission out of literally anything um it's it's pretty ridiculous um but yeah like i mean th- this this was awesome you know i mean i, I th- this this was awesome i love that danny birch and only Lorcan are doing something finally like <laughs> They they like did the whole like feud and then didn't they tee the breakup or something too and then and now they're back like I'm glad they I'm glad they're doing something with them um and I mean I didn't expect it to be with Pat but still like that that is kind of cool uh and then adding Pete Dunn in there because I mean what's Pete Dunn gonna do like Pete Dunn I mean it's kind of weird because Pete Dunn's kind of done everything you can do too like he's in the Cruiserweight Classic he was Cruiserweight Champion he's the longest reigning Cruiserweight Champion like. He was he was in the yeah. tag team tournament or something. I don't remember if he was tag team champion, but he was in the tag team tournament, so he's done tag team stuff. He's done it all. Like I don't know what more the man can do. Um, so it, it's definitely cool that Oni Lorcan's doing his thing, and and like I like the the workers they have around Pat because even if Pat wasn't good and he is, but even if he wasn't good, he'd be so protected it'd be ridiculous. Like like these are literally like like some of the best in the world. Like legit. Like uh, Red Dragon. What what are they called? I guess they're undisputed era now, right? Like what are they called? R- Red Dragon is what I'm gonna call them. Um, they're always gonna be Red Dragon to me. <laughs> Red and War Machine will always be War Machine. <laughs> like that's War Raiders, Viking Raiders. Um, but yeah, like uh, like Red Dragon, one of the best tag teams in the world. You can debate that Danny Burch and Only Little can have turned into one of the best tag teams in the world. Um. Pete Dunn is amazing. Adam Cole is, of course, amazing. Um, and, like, I still feel like uh, Roger Strong gets lost. Like, and he's amazing, too. But I feel like he gets lost because Adam Cole is Adam freaking Cole at this point. Right? Red Dragon is Red freaking Dragon at this point. Pat McAfee's become Pat freaking McAfee at this point. And then, of course, you got Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, who are ridiculous. And you got Pete Dunn. He's a former freaking uk champion and all of this craziness like so i feel like sometimes roddy gets lost and roddy's just as good as anybody <laughs> like it, it, it's crazy like uh and i always find it funny and interesting that they start out because didn't they do this last year or am i mistaken i know uh i know kyle o'reilly started the war games match last year but like was pete Dunne in the match too last year I don't know why I feel yeah. like he started out the match last year too. Like it was literally the same. Like I was like, I was like, I mean, I liked it. Like I love them both. I was like, yep, Pete Dunne starting this match definitely. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, this match was awesome. I, I'm I, I'm missing some spots, of course, but like, I mean, it it, it was it, it was pretty pretty ridiculous. I don't. I thought somebody was gonna get stabbed when uh they went through that table that was on the outside. Um, that, not the outside, but like in between the two rings, because that little beam came out at him. I was like, "Oh man, that was that was close." <laughs> um, and the little the friggin' suplex or brainbuster or whatever it was on the apron, the steel apron. Um, bruh, uh, that 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 was that was ridiculous. And and also last thing for me, I love the uh when they had uh they had Pat McAfee's squad i don't know what are you gonna call pat mcafee special teams uh whatever you're gonna call them um (laughs) they had them lined up and they were just going at them that was cool 
I, I like that. I mean, this, this match was, was, was incredible. I'm missing uh, some things, of course, but, um, I mean, it was just so much to go to, to go into, but, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Like, it's a must-watch match, I feel like. Um, I don't know if it was match of the night, but I think it kind of has to be match of the night. Um, I mean, I think I was expecting Undisputed Era to win, but I, I think I said in the preview I wanted Pat McAfee's team to win because, like, Pat needed to kind of go over and only Lorcan and Danny Birch are still, in a way, a relatively new successful team. So, like, I felt like they kind of needed to go over. Um, and Casey had talked about it with me. After the show, he was kind of like, you know, what was the point? You know, what what was the point? Because, you know, Undisputed has kind of done everything. So, I mean, still a good match. A little surprised on the finish. But, I mean, I thought it was good. What were your thoughts on the uh, main event, Casey? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, again, a, a fantastic match. Uh, you know, you had the crazy spots, uh, you know, Pat McAfee, I think, showed that he belongs. Like, it, this isn't just like, oh, a celebrity that wants 15 minutes of fame and like, you know, the, an entrance in you know, the Royal Rumble and then never step in the ring again. Like, he, like, and he's and he's not even just, like, a manager. Like, this dude can go. This He knows what he's doing. He can take, you know, he can take whatever you throw at him. I mean, he jumped off the top of the cage. He took a Canadian destroyer. He he literally yeah well Panama whatever it's called but like say it's it's basically a Canadian destroyer. Uh, like I, I love how too WWE went from yeah you can't do pile drivers to doing Canadian destroyers. Okay, cool, bro. It's because it's because it's, it's a slightly modified Canadian destroyer. It's it's the Panama Sunrise, uh, which is. A playoff of the te- uh, what the actual movie is called, the Tequila Sunrise, but um, yeah, like Pat McAfee and uh, I, I posted on you know I was I was talking on Facebook about it, and one of my friends uh, that works you know or or did work the local indies, uh, unfortunately he had to retire, but he was saying like he didn't initially like Pat McAfee because he just thought he was an annoying prick. But after this match, like he's he was thoroughly impressed with the things that Pat McAfee could do, um, so that was awesome. I loved <laughs> when Danny Birch brought in the bag, and we're like, "What? What's in the bag? What's what's in the bag?" And it's two cricket bats, and I was like, "That is fantastic!" Uh, just <laughs> the, the the little things. Uh, one of the things that did kind of annoy me, um, and this is like a little nitpick on the match. They had all the names on the ladders. And I forgot who it was that went through Kyle O'Reilly's, uh, table. And I think Bobby Fish's table too, but it wasn't them. And I was like, no, no, you can't go through the wrong person's table. There are names, damn it. There are names on the table. Like, even if it's reversed and you know, one of the one of Pat's team goes through it, it has to be the person on the table doing it. Like, no. Um, 
but I thought that was a, another, you know, added little thing that he, you know, he put not only their name, but the Undisputed Era logo on it, uh, which was a cool little heel tactic there. Um, the only thing I, what I didn't like about the finish is that like, they built this up so much that like, oh, you know, Pat McAfee paid these guys so much to blah, blah, blah. And for one, like like we said, Undisputed Era has literally done everything that they can do in in uh, NXT. And, and I thought at the very least they were going to tease a breakup or something. But they have them win for, for what reason? What more can they do? Just have them take the loss, put them up to the main roster, uh, give, you know, I, I feel like it would have been better to give Pat McAfee's team the win and they can, you know, claim that, oh, they're, they're the reason that, that Undisputed Era, you know, isn't in NXT anymore, blah, 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 kind of a thing. But it's like now you built up that Pat McAfee paid these guys so many millions of dollars, blah, 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 to be this ultimate team, and and they lost. So now what does Pat McAfee do? Like, your your team that you just paid lost. Like, what? where do you go from here? I don't know. I just thought that the it should have been flipped. But, again, it was a fantastic match, so I can't be that upset about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I mean, that was all for the, for the, for the, you know, actual show. But nonetheless, um, that seemed like a real short show. <laughs> well, it's it's weird because like I don't know when it ended right off, but I mean, I don't think it was any longer than ten thirty. I don't think it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. So I mean, I on one hand like. I like that they're starting the shows at seven, but at the same time, I like that they're not running them over just because you started the show at seven. You know, like they're not like, oh, seven to twelve, like because we started the show. At seven. <laughs> but um, but yeah, seventeen-hour WrestleMania. <laughs> but uh, definitely, I mean, I, I I definitely thought this show was was incredible. Um, if if you have been kind of out of wrestling for a little bit and you kind of want something entertaining to watch, I think this will be a good show to watch. Um, or if you're just kind of like, you know, I want to watch some wrestling, but I don't know what to watch. You know, I think this is a, this is a, uh, kind of a must watch. Uh, cause I mean, I've had some casual fans. Sorry. I've had some casual fans, uh, you know, watch some NXT shows. I think it's the last NXT show Pat McAfee was on. Uh, not weekly show, but pay per view. The last, the last special they did. Um, uh, the NXT. Capital I want to say it was a number. Thirty-one, I think is what it was. Um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that uh, I don't like that they started just doing numbers now. Like, well, they don't have any cities to be in. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's why. Because <laughs> that was the whole thing before. Like. Whatever city we're in, and now it's like, well, we don't have any cities, so and we can't call them all NXT Capital Wrestling Center. So, <laughs> so like, well, that's that's when you come up with names. Come on now, right. you have a creative team. Like, like, I mean, even if they did like Rivals Two or something, like I wouldn't be upset about that. Like, I wouldn't be upset about them bringing back some of the older ones they had. Uh, 
yeah. NXT, not a rival, but rival or or well, Brooklyn's a city. But I mean, you know what I'm saying. A, a, a rival again. <laughs> the next arrival, <laughs> like something. Not there, right? <laughs> but anyway, um, very good show though. Definitely, definitely a must watch. Like I said, I've had some casual fans watch NXT and they watched Pat, especially Pat's match because I was like, you gotta watch this, like. Like this is ridiculous, and and they were like, whoa, <laughs> they were like, they're like the punter, <laughs> the punter, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, they enjoyed it, and I've I've had people like, like, and that's why I always say like, if you're if you haven't been into wrestling for a while and you need something to watch, NXT, NXT is a good go to, just because like, I think we all miss when wrestling was taken seriously, you know, when when it was treated like a sport in a way. You know, I mean, of course, it has this little, you know, wrestling unlike anything else. So it has its little funny parts, but at the same time, you know, when it's treated like a sport, I think we enjoy it more. I think that's why NXT drew us in so much, especially when it first came, you know, came along. Because there was, there was a lot of serious yeah. feud. There was a lot of, like, there was a lot of serious but simple feud, you know. And I think, like, that, I think that's why casual fans are drawn to NXT a little bit more, too, than I think WWE maybe even expected. Because, like, they miss, like, Stone Cold and The Rock were just going at it because they were, they they thought they were better than one another. <laughs> that was about as simple as you could get, you know. Of course, they were crazy antics. They were crazy, you know. They were larger than life characters, but you know, the bare bones of it was was that. But nonetheless, definitely watch the show if you haven't already. Well, yeah, and like, and that's the thing about professional wrestling. Like, it doesn't have to be super complicated. Like, you don't have to have this super huge complicated you know uh soap opera storyline that people need to go back you know three months to understand what happened like just have good like have good storylines that you can you can immediately figure out okay this person's the face this person's the heel give them the general idea of the feud and then have a good match. Like it's not that hard. It's really not. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but nonetheless, I think that'll do it for our uh, NXT Takeover War Games review. Definitely, definitely a good, uh, a very good show. Should watch it if you haven't already. But if you haven't already, speaking of things that you probably haven't done already, uh, be sure to give us a like on Facebook unless you're Sarah. She's probably here currently we're not even live yet but but uh but uh be sure to uh give us a like on facebook subscribe uh if you haven't already on youtube um i mean because different people like different things different strokes for different folks you know all the cliches you can say right now um if you want to listen to us spotify apple podcast anchor google us you'll find uh, you might find a new platform <laughs> that you're like i don't know what this is but i'm gonna listen to it you know and then the bang bang boom but nonetheless, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, for Casey, this is DJ. Until next time, we'll see you on that time. That is next time. Flippity dippity. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs>